0: Lane Healy, welcome back to the Planting Seeds Podcast, where you join me on a journey to push through some of the harder parts in life, plant seeds for personal growth, and work on becoming the best version of yourself, whatever that means to you. It is officially back to school season. By the time you guys are hearing this, it'll be my second day of classes for my junior year of college, which is absolutely insane. I feel like I was just a high school senior dreaming about what college would be like and now my college experience is almost over, which is so crazy and also so sad. Anyways, I think pretty much everyone should be back to school by now or if not, you're probably very close to starting. Whether you're in middle school, high school, or college, we all know how stressful school can be especially if you're involved in sports, clubs, have a job, or are taking extra classes. So before we get too far into our crazy school years, I thought we should take some time to go over coping skills. So that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about today. I'll be touching on what coping skills are, why they're important, a few different types of coping, and some tips for you to try. Also, side note, in case you missed the update on Instagram at Pod. I'm changing my posting schedule starting with this episode. Like all of you, I have a very busy semester ahead of me and I'm not quite sure how planting seeds is going to fit into my routine. But I do know I definitely want to keep making episodes. For now, I'm going to start with releasing episodes every other week instead of every week and we'll just cross our fingers that's enough time to get everything out there. I think it will be, but you never know what the semester is going to throw at you. So now that we've got that covered, let's move on to today's episode. You know the drill, get comfortable, turn the volume up and let's get into it. Today, we're talking about coping skills. first what are coping skills glad you asked coping skills are basically anything you do to either fix a problem or limit the amount of upsetting feelings you might have as a result of a problem so we're either trying to fix a problem or make ourselves feel better about it put super simply coping skills are just how we deal with life and these problems you're trying to fix or cope with are often called stressors Anything can be a stressor. It could be everyday issues like handling finances, meeting academic demands or burnout, or something bigger like divorce, death of a loved one, bullying, or even abuse. No matter how big or small your stressor is, your feelings toward the situation are always valid. It's important not to judge yourself or anyone else for what they deem stressful or upsetting. We don't have control over our feelings. So there's no point in feeling ashamed or frustrated that you feel a certain way. Plus, we all have different backgrounds. So of course, some things that feel upsetting to you might not feel the same for someone else and vice versa. The fact is we can't control our emotions, but we can control how we respond to them. Life is hard. That's no secret. I'm sure we all know that by now. And coping skills are essential to regulating our emotions and finding balance in our lives. Problems will come and go on their own schedule, so we have to prioritize how we plan to respond to them and put those skills to practice. Throughout our lives, we've all found different ways to cope, even if it wasn't on purpose, because it's just human to feel emotions and find a way to express them. But it's important to learn how to cope effectively, because some of the ways we handle things on our own can be unhealthy. When we're not thinking carefully about how we want to deal with a stressor, we can end up hurting ourselves in the process. I've had my fair share of unhealthy coping mechanisms. And at the time, I didn't even realize how bad for me they were. I just wanted something that would make me feel better and I didn't really consider how it might affect me. But now that I'm working on my coping skills and just myself in general, I can see how harmful they were. One of my biggest unhealthy coping skills at that time was emotional eating. And I think this one is so popular for a lot of other people. So I just wanna take a second to talk about it. Basically, as the name states, emotional eating for me was just consoling myself with comfort foods whenever I was feeling difficult emotions. If I was feeling sad, angry, anxious, or stressed, I would just eat and eat. Partly out of comfort, like I said before, but I think also for distraction. I was so focused on the food I was eating, I forgot how I was feeling. And it got to the point where I was gaining a lot of unnecessary weight which worried me and ultimately led me to eating more because I was so upset about it. It was this never-ending cycle of being frustrated that I coped with food, yet eating more because I was so upset about gaining weight. Which in reality, gaining weight isn't even that big of a deal, so I don't know why I was so upset about it at the time. I think if I had just accepted my body as it was, it might have been easier to find a better coping skill. This emotional eating happened a lot. I'd say the prime time for this was pretty much all throughout high school. But as you guys know, I've struggled with food for most of my life and even got diagnosed with an eating disorder in college. So even though I'm in recovery for it now, this problem still follows me. And it's really hard to break the habit of turning to food to cope. It's the first strategy that pops in my head when I'm feeling upset about anything. Now just to be clear, overeating is not necessarily a bad thing, but overeating can be unhealthy when we do it all the time, especially if it takes a mental toll on you. Another big thing I used to do all the time is bite my nails, and this was not typical nail biting. I would of course bite my nails, but I'd also bite the tops and sides of my fingers to the point that they would bleed. Now, not only was this literally painful, but it was also so embarrassing for me. Obviously, to share this on the podcast now, I'm not so embarrassed about it anymore, but at the time I felt like I had to hide my hands from everyone, which of course was hard to do because we need our hands pretty much 24/7. The whole issue with both of these is that they weren't really coping skills. They were just attempts to feel better without actually dealing with my feelings, not to mention they were harmful to my body. Plus, since I hadn't learned how to cope effectively and relied on emotional eating and biting my fingers for so long, they had become habits, which would be really hard to break. And these aren't the only unhealthy forms of coping. Some people drink or take drugs as a form of distraction, or isolate themselves to run away from their problems, but there's so many more. When we're feeling upset, it can be easy to cope in the ways we're familiar with. But when these familiar coping skills become unhealthy, we owe it to ourselves to break the pattern and learn better ways to cope that heal our minds and bodies. If you're dealing with similar habits and are looking to unlearn those unhealthy coping skills, I got you. Here's some different ways that you can cope in a healthy and helpful way. Again, the whole purpose of coping is to either fix the problem you're facing or reduce the feelings of distress you have due to the problem. And there are many different ways to achieve this and many different types of coping. So today I have three types that I'm going to go over with you guys. I've got task oriented coping, emotional oriented coping, and avoidance. These are not the only types of coping, but I feel like they're the most popular. These are the ones I use the most and the ones I see my friends and family using the most as well. And they're definitely a great place to start. First up, we've got task-oriented coping, aka problem solving. As you could probably guess, this is the type of coping where we're trying to fix the problem instead of just dealing with it and sorting through our emotions. So we're doing a task or an action that's going to help fix the problem. Now obviously, how you use this skill is going to depend on the situation you're in because each problem you face might need a different solution but here's some examples for you guys to just get a better idea of what I mean when I say task-oriented coping. If you're a student, you might consider making a plan or schedule for your work, studying more, getting a tutor, or asking your professor for help or advice. Some of this can also apply to work or jobs in the sense that making a schedule could make you feel a little less overwhelmed by all your responsibilities. If you're having issues with a friend or family member, you might consider communicating your emotions or figuring out a time to sit down and talk things over head on. If you're dealing with financial issues, you might consider working more hours or even finding a new job. And if you're dealing with something personal that you need to fix yourself, you might consider going to a therapist or talking to a friend for support. Again, what all of these have in common is we're doing a task or action to help fix a problem. Up next is emotional oriented coping. This is anything and everything we do to move through our emotions. With this type of coping, we're gonna be focusing on relieving whatever uncomfortable emotions we're feeling due to a problem. Here, I can get a little bit more specific with the examples because I practice this on a daily basis. One of the biggest things here is combating cognitive distortions. This is something new I learned in therapy and basically just helps you to see things as they are. When we have cognitive distortions, we twist reality and start to see things in whatever way matches how we're feeling. For example, if you're feeling really insecure, you might start to think everyone hates you, things like that. So when we combat these thoughts, we're just taking the time to acknowledge how we might be making assumptions or seeing reality wrong and attempting to see things more clearly. It's so easy to let our anxieties get the best of us, so this can be really helpful when trying to de escalate a situation or just put yourself at ease. Some other examples of emotional oriented coping could be meditation, mindfulness, setting aside time to have a good cry, singing exercising, or journaling. All of these examples either help you understand your emotions or express them, and they can be really helpful when dealing with stressors. Lastly, we've got avoidance. This is basically anything we do to distract ourselves from our stressors. This method is not the most healthy because it's definitely better to deal with our problems instead of avoiding them, but in some cases, avoidance can actually be the best choice. Some examples of this include coloring, watching TV, working on a different project if you're feeling stressed out about another one, listening to music, or running errands. The list can go on and on for this one, but avoidance is basically just anything that you can do to distract yourself from what you're feeling. No matter what type of coping skills you use, or even a mix of them, All of these methods are great options to deal with your stressors in a helpful and healthy way. And they're great substitutes for any unhealthy coping habits you might have. I also think it's really important to get to know yourself and learn your stressors. This isn't exactly a coping skill, but I think if you're proactive in handling and predicting your emotional responses, you might be able to decrease your stressors, the ones that are in your control at least, and that's always a good thing. If you know something in particular is gonna stress you out, then either set up a plan to make it a bit easier for you or avoid it. For myself, I love a good routine. I need to know what's going on during my day, when I'm gonna work on my projects, or when I'm gonna hang out with friends, all that good stuff. So every semester when I go back to school, I get so stressed out because I don't know what to expect for my schedule or my workload or my classes. To be a little proactive and help relieve some stress I know I'm gonna have, I create a little weekly schedule centered around what I do know. Class times, work shifts, club meetings, gym plans and more. I plan what I expect my week to look like before I go back to school and that makes it so much easier to quickly step into a routine and start feeling more comfortable once I get back to campus. This really helps me cope with the unknowns at the beginning of the semester. But this same idea could be applied to literally anything. If you can predict when you might feel stress, you can prepare yourself in advance to deal with your emotions and practice healthy coping skills, or even make a plan centered around all your feelings. For example, if I'm feeling sad, I'll do this coping skill. If I'm feeling angry, I'll do this one, and so on and so on. I don't know about you guys, but I tend to get upset about the same things, so if I can prepare myself in advance, it'll make it a little easier when those things come around. No matter what you do, life is always going to be challenging. That's just how it is. There will be ups and downs. but. I hope you guys can start practicing some of these coping skills to better handle the lows when they come. That's pretty much all I got for you guys on coping skills. We covered what coping skills are, why they're important, a few different types of coping, and some tips for you to try. I really hope you guys were able to get a better idea of what coping skills are and how to use them. If you're currently struggling with unhealthy coping habits, you are not alone, but I hope this podcast was able to give you a few ideas to try instead. If you made it to the end, thank you guys so much for sticking around. In case you missed the intro, don't forget I'm changing my posting schedule starting with this episode. Instead of posting every Tuesday, Planting Seeds will now be coming out every other week. Make sure to check out my Instagram at planting seeds Pod for updates, inspiration, and more. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.